Hello, and welcome to Warhammer, a beginner's guide to 40k. This is episode 5, Humanity Pre-Imperium. Welcome back to Lorehammer, a beginner's guide to 40k. My name is Eric. He wasn't kidding. He's actually just being silent. <laughs> say, say your name. <laughs> I don't want to. Say it. Mick. Okay. That's Mark. Uh, and this is Jordan. Jordan. All right. So uh, today is our, this is our fifth episode of Lorehammer, uh, and we're going to be talking, our, our main topic is going to be uh, humanity, we're finally starting on humanity, um, the, the main thing... My favorite race. Oh, that's <laughs> very racist. Yeah, how could you? Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love Just all like white people. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Can't argue with that one, at least. I, I like all races uh, equally, uh, even the face eaters. <laughs> I would save them. The flawlips. <laughs> the flawlips of A face. A flawlip of yeah. face eaters. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about humanity, everything up to um, M30, which is the, that's the creation of the Imperium. Yeah. So, so we'll do everything of, uh, like, a, a basic framework of humanity, because there, there's the most about humanity. Yeah. So we'll talk about humanity until then. Um, I'd say most people would have the most in common with humanity. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Trust really. me. I've been doing this a while, and <laughs> I, that's why there's the most on humanity, and most people play them. It's just... I just think it's a numbers game, really. They, oh. they release the most amount of human armies. A ah. so. mm. uh, couple things before we actually get into our main topic. Uh, Mark was doing some reading about the actual end date of the Eldar, and what he found is that uh, it really it's between M25 and M30. Yeah. So the whole like fall of the Eldar and the birth of Slanesh, uh, it looks like it really takes that 5,000 years. And up until then, they were just happy-go-lucky. Yeah, well, obviously degrading, but it's nope. getting worse. No, yeah? Nope. Everything <laughs> was paradise, and one day M25 hit, and boom. Boom. Murder. 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 So, yeah, that that's kind of puts in a little perspective of how long it really took for them to fall. And the reason that date is important is because you actually will see a connection between their fall and some things that happened in humanity's history. Yeah. Which kind of just brings it all together and makes it way more interesting. Is that why we talked about the Eldar first? Uh, good question. Thanks for your question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, yes, yes and no. The Eldar just, they have a, like, they've been around way longer. So yeah. it, it makes sense to start with the Eldar. Yeah. Um, some, of, some people might notice that a lot of the the coverage that we do can seem very sparse and not completely fleshed out. Yeah, and there is a reason for yeah. this. We are, we are aware. <laughs> we know. Um, the, the reason is because we, we'd rather you have a, a, a framework. Yeah, so right now we're just kind of building the universe so everyone knows what's going on, and then... Once we've kind of set the backdrop for the entire universe, then we're going to go back and touch on things like that we kind of just glossed over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, yeah. No, no, he's right. Because if, if, we, if we dive right into a topic, say like 
everything that uh, or the war in heaven. We like because we could go more into the war. Oh in yeah, heaven that, if we there's really quite to. a bit that we kind of skipped or just yeah. glossed over. And but it, it's about. it's more important that you have the grand understanding of what happens yeah. instead of us being like, all right, here's the named people of yeah. every person of the conquest that happened in the war in heaven. So. Yeah, but eventually we will get around to uh, yeah. Like, once we set the groundwork, we will be going back and picking topics that we're like, yes, this needs extra attention. Right. Yeah. And, and and really, like, send us your questions, right? Like, if we can answer it really, like, swiftly and quickly, no problem. Like, no, no problem. We'll answer that really quickly. And then if it warrants, like, a full episode, we'll take a look at it. Yeah. So, uh, I did have one question from someone. And uh, I had I actually had a couple, but I'm going to put this one on Mark. Um Who's the most powerful figure, period? Um, <laughs> I like this is definitely a topic for debate. No, it, it okay, <laughs> okay. You say that, and yet it absolutely <laughs> is. So, Mark, you give me your what you think is the most powerful figure, and it has to be in the forty-first millennium. Yeah, yeah. Um, would the hive mind count as a figure? <sighs> Darn it! Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I feel like mind. the hive mind is the most powerful because you can't really kill it. Uh, we don't you, know. You, you could. It's like the internet. It would take a lot, but you could get rid of it. <laughs> Fair enough. Heresy. <laughs> Heresy. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably no, the hive mind from, from the Tyranids. And that's actually a really good answer. Yeah. I didn't even think about um, that. Because, yeah, like not only is it incredibly hard to get rid of, it's also extremely powerful. Yeah. Resilient. Yeah. Like, and powerful and everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of stuck up between two. Um, my number two spot yeah. is Malal. And the only reason I say that is because I don't think you can ever truly defeat him. Sure. Uh, and then, um, yeah, but I don't think you can, he's not the most powerful. No, no, I, I, I believe you. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If he can outlast everyone. Yeah. Do you really need to be the most powerful? I right? suppose. Uh, and then my probably number one would be Nurgle. I just how do you beat death? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So, and entropy. Like he's Okay, so cutting out a chaos god cuz oh. th that's like the easy go-to choice like what what would it be then if there's well, no oh, come chaos? On. How, if you're going to his question was pretty broad. It was like any character. Yeah. In, in yeah. The whole universe. Yeah. And like, and if you're going to cut out chaos gods, you don't get to pick the hive mind. Okay, then I will pick a Hormagod, okay. which is controlled by the hive mind right, but, and can be reborn and regrown. And, okay, uh, what, is it the same one? It's not. Anyways, <laughs> so, well. Okay, you got me there, you so son of a bitch. If, if, don't pick the hive mind then. Okay. Pick, pick, okay, how about this? Pick a living being. In 40k. In 40k. Have you heard of Robert Gilman? Oh my gosh. Is that better? That is, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer though. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather stick with the hive Mortarion. <laughs> no. Uh, I always pictured Abaddon as like one of the most powerful figures, really. Just Which, because of like just because of the yeah. packs the packs yeah. that he makes with the Chaos Gods. Yeah. Uh for a mortal, because he is mortal. Yeah. He gets such a hard time, but he definitely is powerful. Yeah. Reboot, though, I totally skipped over the fact that he's back. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I still haven't fully wrapped around <laughs> the thought that all the Primarchs are coming back. That's a yeah. good question. It's a great debate question, really. Yeah, you could get sucked into that for a while. Yeah. You could lose friends over that one, I think. I've probably lost friends over <laughs> that. 
couple girlfriends, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know who Abaddon is? Get out! Get out! Take your stuff! <laughs> um, and I think with that, uh, let's get started. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, Mark is pretty much going to take over this episode. So it's going to be awful. Yeah, I'll keep us on track because he has a tendency to, let's just say, get distracted by butterflies and unicorns. So, <laughs> And my little pony. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Again, are you, are you a reinforcing the I, I image was, yes. of how wretched people we are. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so uh, Mark, take it away, and we're starting with the Age of Terra. But so, we're going back further. Yeah, so when we left left off last time, we were talking about the Eldar, and we took them all the way to M30, the fall of the Eldar. We're going to jump back now, basically 25,000 years, 28,000 years. And during this time, it's called the... Uh, Age of Terra. Age of Terra. Let me pull up my phone yeah. and make sure it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Basically, this is uh, the time when humanity um, got off-world and started to colonize the Sol system. There's not a whole lot of details that really happen. Like, it's pretty much... Like, they didn't have warp capability. Um, they weren't fighting aliens. They were just colonizing the, the Sol system. Yeah, like, you, it's really... Like, it starts in M3. So, yeah. like, it's us. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, so like um, the they, one there are a couple things to note um, from for some reason they they actually say like the age of terror happens all the way from like the beginning of humanity all the way until they colonize the entire soul system and there's a couple notable things that happen uh, the birth of the emperor happens in 8 BC so that's okay yeah so oh. he's been yeah he's been around for okay. a long time he's been doing things um, I can't wait for that episode. Yeah, so once again, we're going to just build a framework here. The Emperor is he, the he's leader born, of he's, mankind. Yeah, he's born in 8, 8, M8 BC, and that's yeah. all we're going to get into today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then we're going to fast forward 11,000 years. <laughs> yeah, so the other notable things that happened is, and I didn't know this, but apparently the three main chaos gods, Chinch, um, Nurgle, and Korn, were all born during uh, Terra's medieval period. I always thought it was just corn. Same here. But apparently it's all three of them. Um, I'm sure, like, others had, like... Uh, like Influence. Yeah, they weren't yeah. fully born, just kind of like how Slanish had his agents kind of That's, out and about. But It's phenomenal because, when like, you think of what it took to birth Slanish, right? All yeah. the Eldar over thousands of years, like the most psychically potent race... And then humans in the medieval ages, and and we just get our, some strange rashes, and then we birth Nurgle. Yeah, really. And then like we kill one too many witches, and we birth corn. <laughs> yeah. Well, th that would be the martial aspect because we need to burn the witches. Mm. Like, mm. and then you just get too many weird love triangles between nobles and peasants and peasant no, 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 nobles, no, 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 no. It's and the that's game. How you... No, the Game of Thrones is what births. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Wait, is that true? <laughs> It all happened, trust oh, me. Oh my god. I have it on good authority. <laughs> Are they going to make a crossover episode? <laughs> <laughs> they better. We can only hope. I would love to see a space marine just stomp and break down the ice wall. Like, <laughs> he would just kick it and it would fall over. 
So yeah, that's basically all that happens. Man just takes its first steps into the galaxy. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's our progression. Yeah, right. Like they progress at the exact same pace we do, and then at so they they colonize the moon. Yeah, and then they they get to Mars, and then they get to Jupiter. And, yeah, but but they never leave the solar system. Yeah, and that's is about where being able to relate with the Imperium ends. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after this, it starts to get crazy. So after this, we really, jump really in. fun. Really fun. We get into the dark age of technology. Uh, also called the golden age <laughs> of expansion. Oh, oh right. Um, and basically, this is when humanity starts to the the key thing that really gets um gets this age going is the navigator gene, and what this is is it's a gene in humans that allows them to see into the warp and use the warp to travel. Uh, they also develop the warp drive, which yes. also helps. Like it, it's it's two things. Like yeah, it's the com it's the combination of both. Like yeah. you can have the warp drive, which woohoo! Now we have access to the warp, but. Oh yeah. my gosh, how on earth do we navigate I, it? I almost think too, like, I'm not sure this is kind of just my thought, but like, okay, so you get the navigator gene, they're, they're able to see all this untapped energy, and then then they're like, how can we use this energy? Boom. Then they create the warp drive to utilize it. I'm not sure if no. that's the order it happens, but... Yeah, and the Geller field is even something else. Yeah. So, now humanity is able to get into the warp and navigate it, but... Since the warp is just roiling energy filled with like horrors and demons and whatever, they need something to keep them safe. So they created what's called the Geller Field. And uh, it's basically a bubble of real space that encompasses the ship. So when they go into the warp, they have this bubble of real space keeping them safe. Um, Don't forget the fact that you can cover things in reality and send them into the warp, because you better believe that's coming up later. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it really it covers it in a bubble of reality. Yeah. And you enter a rift and go yeah. into the warp. And and that's in essence, like that's how the webway works too. Like the webways are covered in reality. Yeah. And that's how you can physically enter the webway without being torn apart. Yeah. So that it's like that's the explanation of any way you enter the warp, that's how it happens. Yeah. And the smaller object that you're doing, the way easier it is. <laughs> right? Like a a Terminator can do it himself, right? If he's powerful enough. A Terminator? Yeah. Sure. Great name. Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> of course he could. Um, like, the key would be to be a psyker first, I think. Oh, yeah. Good call. But, you know. <laughs> well, the Great Knight. I was, I, I, in my head, I was I thinking I know where you were Knights. going, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah. So, the, the interesting thing about navigators... Yeah. They aren't human. They they're, are... Uh, they're a subspecies. Yeah. So, technically, it's still human... But yeah. not fully human. Yeah. And, and they are one of the few, like, mutants, abhumans, non-humans that are tolerated. Like Yes. Oh, there's still... Okay. There's still going to be backwaters, obviously, but it's yeah. intolerated by, like, the Inquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they are a 100% necessity. Yeah. Um, so, now we got humanity... Did, did you talk about their third eye? I feel like you didn't actually talk about their third eye. Well, okay. they literally have a third eye. <laughs> yeah, they have a third eye on their forehead that allows them to see yes. into like yeah, yeah, a, like a triclops. Really, like <laughs> it really is. It's like a it's a third eye in their forehead. Yeah, they have some other like differences that you may or may not have, but all of them have this third eye. Or yeah. like Tien from Dragon Ball. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh oh. Except Tien crossover. Was a, Tien was a little girl and got slapped so hard. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of useless. Well. Know. 
as soon as, as you can't fight a Saiyan god. Anyways, <laughs> podcast number seven. Um, so with this third eye, that's what allows them to perceive like the warp energy. Yeah. Like it's not their regular eyes. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's some other facts about them too. Like they actually have like uh, extended lifespan of like hundreds of years. Like some can live up to be four hundred years old, and like that's part of their gene. Yeah. And. Uh, the older they are, the more powerful they become. Uh, which is, that's actually directly proportionate to how much time they spend in the warp. Mm. Yeah. So the, which, yeah, I guess. Right. The yeah. more time that you spend in the warp, the warp, the more powerful, the more used to seeing the currents you, you are, the more, yeah. the, the bigger connection you have. Um, it's good to note that they will go out of their way to avoid going close to the Eye of Terror. That's an M M thirty. Yeah. But during like when they first started becoming, when they first started growing, it didn't yeah. exist yet. Yeah, it's like if you're on the ocean. Oh my gosh, you see I'm, a not, I'm storm, stopping you right now. You don't go we towards not, the storm. No, stay away from the spaceships ocean. or submarines. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, this is what happens when you let me lead. I tried to warn you, but yeah. But uh, they have this eye, and an interesting fact that I want to share about the eye is if you meet its gaze, yeah, you die an agonizing death. <laughs> right, but I wonder, like, do you just like? You see all the energies of the warp, and that's why. I wonder why that would be. Yeah, I I didn't read anything beyond yeah. that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, all I read. One day was, we will have to do like uh, an astropath navigator, a subhuman, yeah, yeah. Like type of astronomicon. All these kind of yes. things that fit together. Yeah, but. there's uh, a an, another interesting thing is they are they themselves are not psychers. Yeah, yeah, that is. In fact, too. like yeah, they cannot manipulate. Yeah, they're not the casting light bolt, no. lightning bolts or nothing like that. No. They're all, just all they can do is see it. Yeah, which affords them some protection, really. Yeah, because if you can't, because if you're on an world, ocean, and oh you my see, gosh, <laughs> and you see the storm over there, get out. <laughs> no, it's 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 like because anytime you touch the warp, it's the two way street. Yeah, but if all you're doing is looking at the street, you're fine. Yeah. Okay, so there's the navigator. So that would be the number one that allowed us to enter into the dark age of technology yeah and as all technology it just keeps getting better and better and better and new advances are made so like they're able to now terraform planets and that helps them they're able now to you know just do all these technical technological wonders that allows them to increase their uh foothold in the galaxy yeah they're able to build bigger ships with stasis fields or whatever you want to go into any sci-fi mumble jumbo basically yeah, but you're right like it's just the the rate of like progression on technology is it's exponential yeah right so as soon as you make one leap the next one isn't that far behind and the next yeah. one isn't that far behind so it really doesn't take them too long until they start running into uh other alien races like the xeno or like the eldar and the orcs and probably other ones but those those would be the two main ones yeah anything else we can pretty much take care of yeah yeah, there might be one planet of them, and then that's all. Right. But the Eldar and the Orcs, you definitely will run into over yeah. and over again. As soon as you become a galactic player, yeah. like, the scale that you deal with things changes. Because if you run into a planet and, like, the inhabitants are hostile, but what do you do? But they can't get Yeah, the they planet. can't leave the planet, so yeah. you just, like, ignore them, or yeah. you virus bomb them. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's now your planet. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, as soon as they become a galactic player, that's when the Eldar and the Orc really start making a big deal for us. Yeah. Um, also at this time, um, the human psychic gene begins to flourish and they start to develop it. Cause up until now there was no human psychers or there were very few. Yeah, it is. Yes. It begins to flourish it and does. actually become a thing that is accepted by science. Right. Is, yeah. is the key. 
Yeah, it, it, on on most of like, there's a lot of planets where when the psyker gene first, or when the ability to like use the warp, like you you still get burned as a witch. Yeah. Right, because you're using sorcery yeah. and magic, and then on like the more enlightened worlds, yeah. it's like scientifically proven. Yeah, it's like this progression where okay, so the navigators came, they're able to see the warp, so they're able to verify like the warp exists. Then they're able to build the warp drives, and then they're able to go through the warp, and yeah. then they're able to verify psychers exist because they know the warp. And right. They, they know yeah, where yeah. that power is coming from. Yeah, it's a logical progression, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so psychers begin to flourish. Humanity spreads out across the galaxy. Um, another big thing that helps them do this is it's called an STC, a Standard Template Con Construct. And basically, it's the best IKEA manual you'll ever see. Right, it's, except where IKEA manuals are garbage. Okay, so I hear that all the time, but I've built so many IKEA things, and I find they're fine. Well, sure, the furniture is shit, but like <laughs> the manual is always good. You must like, be two percent Swedish or something. I don't know. I find it's like okay, put this knob in this hole. I've done have, that before. Have you ever seen? Have you ever We've seen? All done. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the the Swedish? like the ikea manuals that it like it shows a guy and it's just like a single guy holding it and it, it's like the do not do sign yeah, yeah but then it shows a guy with a friend yeah. and it's like a good check and they're like having <laughs> they're like putting a thumbs up saying like you what they're saying is don't do it alone yeah like you need a friend to do it but what i get is uh if you have no friends you shouldn't buy this uh, uh, furniture yeah yeah so, so buying a queen bed right this is a two-person bed yeah yeah <laughs> it's like i buy a piece of furniture and i'm i'm, I'm, I'm unpacking it in the living room and then I see this thing that says, like, don't use one person, use two. And I look around, and there's no one there. Kind of just drop it and walk away, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Slowly realize that, you know, you just circle the drain of eternity alone eventually, <laughs> and you get flushed down the universe's toilet. And... Wow. So, so life is all good for me right now. So, sounds like it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but it, you're right. It is, like, it's a manual. Yeah, and basically they're they're able to put down, like, anything you need onto these STCs, and then when they send out their fleets, they have like all the knowledge of humanity and how to build these easy things. Yeah. Um, like so easy that like literally anyone can do it. Like you don't need a, uh, a background in technology to do it. Any, anyone can build it. Anyone can build this awesome spaceship. Yeah, really. It like... And uh, th this plays a big part in like later development of the Mechanicum and stuff which we'll get on to. Um, but just keep this in mind, uh, this kind of, anyone can pick up these things and just make this technology, but no one really like knows how it works. Well, in the dark age of tech, they did. Yes, yes. When it was being developed, but like, like, there was, yeah, yeah. There when, was that understanding. When the understanding. STCs were made, the people who made the STCs knew how to make this stuff. But yes. like, like the standard pe person could pick it up and do it. Yes. They, they don't yeah. necessarily know. And uh, I'll touch briefly on this. Um, one of the main armies in 40k is imperial knights and this is one of their this is when they start to make their presence i'm getting a smile from he there. has a well it's because mark is so excited to talk about imperial knights <laughs> we were discussing we were okay we were discussing what we wanted to put in this episode and i was like yeah we're good we have everything down and he's like eric quick maybe maybe yes no let's let me talk about knights just a brief well <laughs> they play a big part okay go basically on, go on. they're uh 50 foot tall robots, but when they were originally made, they were made for like clearing forests with their giant chainsaws and like moving logs with their giant claws or, you know, they were built They're or blast. Like 
big industrial machine. Exactly, yeah. blasting apart apart rocks with their battle cannons. Like they were used for like, um, yeah, like it, industry. Exactly, yeah. and then Labor. and then like yeah, they they would get invaded by aliens and stuff, and then they'd go to the defense side of things. But they were not like an active military. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. Because they play a big part, and they come up later, and they play a big part. In the expansionism of man. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. They do. Like, at some point, <laughs> Mark is going to splurge all over an episode about his Imperial Night chapter, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, he it just... will be clearly labeled, though, so if you don't want to listen <laughs> yeah, to yeah. your ad for four hours it'll be, it, then... It'll be like 10B. Yeah. Like an add-on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so you have these SDCs, which are, it really is the how-to survival guide of how to, like, flourish as a human. Yeah. Right? Like, you can go armed with, an, with like a bunch of SDCs to a new planet, and you can be confident in your ability to colonize it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter what planet you land on, mm-hmm. you'll get it done. Yeah, because it, it, it would have instructions on how to terraform. It yeah. would have instructions on how do you grow food. Yeah. Right? How do you provide food? How do you provide so, shelter? How do you provide transportation? How do you deal with, like, a government? Like, it was an SDC for everything. Yeah. I'm not sure about the government one, but... No? No, like, because that's not, like, a... Maybe. I don't know. I see it more as, like, an actual physical thing, like, physical objects, how to make physical objects, mm. and... A political body, if that makes sense. Kind of. I also, I, I also saw like it was. It's also knowledge, though, because yeah. a physical object isn't going to tell you how to harvest. Like what's so, what's so the right the time? So the IKEA manual for for how to do a political body is it's like uh, five guys. Yeah, yeah. Like all, all thumbs up. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then listening to other people, like yeah. all more thumbs okay. up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and it's under the what not to do section, it's one of those five guys getting an evil smile on their face. Yeah, he's holding like a knife. a knife, stabbing <laughs> other people. That's what's not to do. Yeah. Um, but just to show you like how minute um, an STC can be, um, there's two Space Marine scouts in 40k. Well, I don't know what date they said, but... Yeah, at, at it's, some point, it's, it's, it's later, after this. Yeah. It's when SDCs become really rare. Yeah. Um, but they find, like, a combat blade that is sharper, more durable, uh, and lightweight. Yeah. S- stronger, sharper, and lighter. Yeah. So they find an SDC for this this new blade. Yeah. And uh, basically, they're hailed as heroes, <laughs> and they're each given a planet. So two planets are given, like, one to each of yeah. these Space Marine scouts... Who, for a knife. For a knife. So, like, this just shows you... Uh, how they're valuable. How valuable they are, but yeah. also how literally anything that you can think of, they had an STC for. Uh-huh. So you could build anything you want, and it's just... Yeah. So, with uh, these technologies, the warp, travel, STCs, knights, and... Uh, <laughs> oh, go- oh, gosh. <laughs> they're able to colonize the galaxy. They, they start expanding, yeah. Yeah. At this point, um, their technology brings them to uh, create AI. Uh, true AI. True even. AI, yeah. yes. And this does not end well. No. Um, Which it like it never does. No, no, it never does. <laughs> I've never read a fiction where it ends well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> here's one more yeah. for the books. <laughs> but basically, they're robots, and they eventually rise up and they start fighting the humans and it turns into this big whole thing and it's a huge galaxy spanning conflict yeah it's galaxy it's not just on one planet yeah and the other neat thing was too it it's not just between humans and the 
the men of iron it's between like life and this ai so like they're presumably presumably would be like eldar fighting them and orcs fighting them because the ai see everything that is not ai as inferior so that was one nice or interesting point um uh, there is the progression of from the men of stone yeah they make a couple like so they would make men of stone which would be like yeah, and, and a toaster oven that has access to Wi-Fi, so it has all the internet, so it's right. intelligent. But it's not true AI. Within the Men of Iron, are true. AI. Do they have like the concept of like virtual intelligence? Because like now we that that's like the the thing that precedes artificial intelligence is like a virtual intelligence. It, it's only as intelligent as it's been programmed to be, but it can still. Uh, yeah, that'd be uh, like the Men of Stone. I yeah, think. but like, that's like. That would be such a small, minute step that what they took, that they don't even mention. <coughs> They're just like we we expanded and then boom, then we we worshipped science and we had AI. Yeah. Right. It also says that in the uh, in the dark age of tech that science became their worship, hmm. and like they viewed it as like a god. Yeah, that makes sense. R- well, really, it does. Like when you yeah. start think of like it, it's actually very similar to the Eldar in how they created all these machines that did everything for them, yeah. humanity was really following that same path. Yeah. Until we screwed up and created the Men of Iron. Which turned on us. Oh, so there's one good example of where, like, oh, no, maybe the Eldar's robots weren't AI. I don't they remember were just hearing robots, that. But... Yeah, they were just robots. That was more just the laziness aspect of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they have a huge conflict with them, and... Uh, We'll touch more on the Men of Iron later, mm-hmm. but basically, galaxy spanning war with them. And eventually, they're able to kill all of the Men of Iron and wipe them out. Yeah. And then, it actually becomes illegal. It does, yes. Yeah. And we'll, we'll touch on that yeah. in a bit. But basically, they outlaw AI. Yeah. So then we basically now... Um, Humanity and a lot of the other races have taken a huge hit from this, and we start to get into the end of the Golden Age. Um, and, yeah. Right right <laughs> around this time... I'm not good at being the host. That's okay. <laughs> uh, Let's... So there's there's three main points. When we talk about the end of the Golden Age, Yeah. Uh, there's three main things we want to talk about. Number one would be that the psychers, like hum- humanity psychers, lost control. So the beginning of the Golden Age, human psychers appear on, like, every planet. Yeah, they just start popping up. Yeah, like, it is it is crazy how many are starting to pop up. And there's theories behind that. Um, <laughs> so in at the end of the Golden Age, what kind of, like, the precursor is, it's happening around M25, 23. Yeah. Like, 20, M23 to 25 is, like, when the end of the Golden Age is happening. Now, when you correspond this with what was happening with the Eldar at the same time, yeah. the Eldar are beginning their descent. Mm-hmm. So they are contributing to these warp groans of Slanesh. So you have all these human psychers who are untrained, yeah. and this it's a new science for us. Yeah. And so we're exploring, we're trying things that we don't know aren't are bad yet. Yeah, because right? we are still not aware of like demons in the warp or whatever. Not to the same degree. Yeah, Not absolutely. The There's even it even says that it is surprising how little demonic possession there was yeah. of humans. Yeah. At this point in time, so you get these psychers. They are starting to lose control because of the warp. 
So um, the warp storms are increasing because of the Eldar, yep. which severely limits navigation in it. Severely. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I was waiting yeah. for your affirmation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yep. That's what I needed. <laughs> uh, uh, so the increase in warp storms, which causes, which helps to the psychers to lose control. Yeah. So this, once again, warp storms are like just pockets of reality and the warp like colliding, colliding and yeah. creating pockets of unstable space. Yeah. Like or it's just energy. And yeah. this energy all of a sudden lashes out and becomes unpredictable. Yeah. Right. And so then. What really signifies the end of this age was that massive war yep. with the AI. And then uh, warp storms like truly manifesting. Yeah. And these warp storms manifest all over the galaxy and they actually start to cut off humanity from each yeah. other. Because if all of a sudden now we're in sublight travel, how many thousands of r standard years does it take to travel from one solar system to the next? Exactly. So. Yeah. So before where we could like, hey, we need like our army over here. We need food supplies over here. Yeah. We could just And, use and the that was actually over. honestly the biggest thing was the food supplies is what they were saying. But no, that's all. Yeah, I read <laughs> I read that Feast and famine. I read that Terra had like a massive famine. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Because of, especially because it turns into like a world city. Mm -hmm. Right? Where there's not really any agriculture on it anymore. We imported it from other planets. So yeah. it's it survived solely on the ability to uh, bring other food yeah. in. And when all of a sudden warp storms come and you can't use the, the Geller fields or the warp drives because even the navigators can't see what's going on, Yeah, you're, pff, you're cut off. And even too, you said like it was a giant city. It might not have even been a giant city at that point. At that it could point? have been just due to sheer pollution and over uh, harvesting resources. Actually, yeah, you're right. Um, that That's why it could have had to import. Not that it matters, just yeah. a thought. Thanks, Mark. Keep me, <laughs> keep me honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then that kind of signifies the end of like this big expansionist age. Yeah. So uh, what's interesting to note is that while like there's there's two very opposite names for this era. Yeah. The Dark Age of Technology and the Golden Age of Expansion. Yeah. So it was like a time of amazing like prosperity for us because we spread it across the stars. But the consequences of what we did, like, cause us to look back on it as, like, a very dark time. Yeah. So, it was completely necessary, but it had some terrible side effects. Yeah. But it grew humanity as a race yeah. and taught us some things. Yeah. So, that, it took, that was what about, it's about 10 millennium, millennia? Um, yeah, about 10. No. Okay. Yeah. 10? 15? 10. Sure. 10. It was, it was crazy. Like, that was when humanity really spread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess 10 from 15 to 25. Yeah. Numbers. All right. So when when the Dark Age ends, that's no good time for humanity. Yeah. And now we get into the Age of Strife or the Old Night. And this is when humanity is basically divided. Um, you Some people can't even get to the planet next to them. Everyone's just kind of left to themselves. Yeah. There are some pocket empires that have formed and, uh, you know, they're able to keep some small little areas going, but... Yeah. And, and the reason because of this is it's all the warp storms. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is, it's really the growth yeah. forming of Slanesh. Yeah. So that's where you see the similarity, like... That the, and all the psychers, but definitely, right. yeah, I'm yeah. sure Slanesh played a huge part in it. Yeah. The birthing pains. 
And uh, at this time, too, a bunch of, like, minor humanoids started to happen because they, I don't know, they just started. Well, you're cut off. Yeah, you're cut off. There's right? no longer stuck on, you're no longer uh, able to go across and mix your genes. Yeah, you can't diversify and, enough. So yeah. you get you get a planet where, like, the gravity is four times stronger than yeah, Earth. Yeah, over the course of 3,000 years, yeah. there will be divergence yeah. in what one person is versus another. They yeah. like dwarves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They called them squats. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like, I've read that, like, if, if, if humans were to, like, live on, like, this is a real-world example, but if we lived on Mars, eventually, after a few generations, if we were to, like, breed, like, we would start getting a lot taller because the gravity is so... Hmm. Because our bodies would be adapting yeah. to the... Well, yeah. to e- even, like, us, like, versus a couple thousand years ago, like, our bones are way denser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, we withstand way more force, like, in vehicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, like, our and, skin... And we're all usually bigger, too, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's really more interesting. So, food, so you think about that, and then the conditions are way more different, mm-hmm. right, yeah. on the other planets. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's thousands of years, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So we develop all these different ones. And what's actually kind of interesting is, like, they're all, they're still humans. Yeah. Kind of. They're, they're subspecies. They're called abhumans. Oh, I was about to say something bad. Oh, no. What were you going to say? It involves... Okay. <laughs> That's fine. But, um... Something it's bad. Like, <laughs> they're called squats, but they will develop entirely, in, entirely separately. Like, yeah. you'll have a planet and, of squats, and then a couple solar systems over, you'll have another planet of squats. Yeah, with their own culture and their own things yeah. going on, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, some of the main things that developed, we'll just touch on quickly, were Ogrins, and these are kind of funny. They're basically, like, giant, dumb humans. Like, think of, like, a giant muscle head, basically. Mm-hmm. And the way they, they, were hap- they, they came about was uh, they had prison planets, and they would ship all the prisoners there, and eventually... Think Australia. Sure. Yes. On a planetary level. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eventually, yeah, like when the old night happened, they couldn't like they couldn't release prisoners, they couldn't get new prisoners, but basically the prisoners eventually took over and they just had to breed with each other, these big dumb brutes breeding with big dumb brutes to create bigger, <laughs> dumber brutes. Yeah. And the strongest survive and like and over the course of thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. So they're just these big hulking like, yeah. they're bigger than space marines. They're, like, nine feet tall, like, like mm. huge. Yeah. But they lack intelligence. Yeah. And there's other th- other ones that are born, like beast men, um, rat Well, I wonder how beast men are made. One can wonder. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess it just de- de- depends on the conditions, what will help you survive the best. Yeah. And that's kind of, like... Exactly. It's, like, yeah. the selection. Yeah, right? because like, you're cut off from yeah. everything that might help you. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got all these different ali- or different abhumans happening, and also psychers keep popping up too, which is the other big thing, and they just keep making things worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So yeah, these are the the consequences of the isolation between the human planets. Yeah. So you get you get your abhumans, you get your pocket empires, and then you get your increase to like psyker population, because the yeah. warp is just so active right now. Yeah. And uh, that's really the old night. Like, it's basically humanity falling apart until about M30. So the birth of Slanish has happened. Yeah. Um, the warp storms are starting to calm down now because, like, 
Snyder's kind of took a lot of that energy and started to kind of... Yeah, he's, he took it all into himself. Yeah, itself. exactly. So, <laughs> Herself. The self. The self. Mm. And yeah, so basically now the, the galaxy's kind of starting to settle a bit. And this is when... Remember that guy, the Emperor? <laughs> hey, I know him. Uh, he starts to step in. But uh, yeah. I guess before we, we talk about him, we'll go to Mars. Okay, yeah, it's pretty important. Um, so humanity starts in the Sol system. So we'll kind of start there and we'll work our way out into the galaxy. Um, on Mars, they basically uh, developed a cult that started to worship technology. Uh, 100% during the age of expansionism, right? Because yeah. that was when science became, like, revered. Yeah. And th- one of the reasons for this is because, like, um, during the... I've lost my train of thought. I'm yeah. rambling. He's <laughs> struggling. Ah! <laughs> there, there's something. Do you got anything to say? Well, the, the mechanical... <laughs> oh, like it, what's what's it, what's really important to know about the Mechanicum is, technically, it's not a part of the Imperium. Yeah, when that does happen. Yeah. And uh, there's even rumors that like the Emperor went to the. Oh, Mechanicum don't do this! I was really th- I was thinking about it. Don't do it! Don't do it! No, and and he set up the Mechanicum oh, knowing that. I love that part. <laughs> but it's it's nothing crazy yet. I think it's sweet. Oh, it's it's very sweet. But if you're going to do that, then we're going to talk about the Void Dragon. The Emperor's been around for 8,000... No, you don't. <laughs> the Emperor's been around since BC 8. So yeah. he's been setting up like things into into the right position that needs to happen in order for him to... What? <laughs> to uh, take over the galaxy. Uh, he, he's got huge foresight, and so he actually like... Go, yeah. yeah, starts to set up the Mechanicum. And the Mechanicum basic, basically start to worship mis- machines. Yes. And yeah. uh, part of this is because during, like, when they made uh, the Men of Iron and they, like, failed or, or they killed them, they started putting, like, a bunch of, uh, like, holds on technology. Like, you can't do this anymore. You can't do that anymore. Right. So but it The starts, beginning of it is to protect us. Yeah. So it almost starts to eventually become, like, a religion. Like do this don't do this this is good right this is bad and while there were reasons for it like the grunts don't know that yeah right so it really and you know it, it seems kind of silly to think about but over thousands of years yeah like just look what happens like people just you start to lose information and things start to get crazy so the mechanicum starts to build itself and during like the old night they would actually like look into the warp and every now and again, they would send out fleets into the warp. Or, yeah, like, when the warp is calm, they, they would send out fleets to go to other planets and set up, like, more Mechanicum Forge Worlds. Yeah, so, when, and, like, a place, a base of the Mechanicum is yeah. called a Forge World. Yeah. So, the Mechanicum, it's a cult. Yeah. It's very secretive. Yeah. Like, they guard their technology, like, very closely. There's a whole tech priest thing. Um, yeah, but the, the, the and they would they started to really build like their own like yeah. empire. Yeah, in, in uh, like yeah, if ever there was a pocket empire, it yeah. was the Mechanicum. Yeah, but it their pocket empire like literally started to span the galaxy. Like yeah. now it was nowhere near reliable, and it was nowhere near what mankind had before or will have in the future. But they did start to like kind of spread out. Yeah. So that's Mechanicum. 
very, very loosely. Yeah, we, we will. There's way more to go back into yeah, for the mechanic. Which we will be. And that's one of the tough things, too. It's like, how far do you go? Like, do I say that? But then I have to explain that. But yeah, yeah. so that's Mechanicum. Yeah. Um, it, it, it started on Mars. It spread itself. Yeah. And it, it turned into a religion of machines, basically, um, where uh, knowledge is power, but you have to guard it. Yeah. So, so. now we're jumped to Terra. And uh, at this point, uh, the Emperor's seen like, oh, all these warp storms are starting to calm down. This, this is that M30. Yeah, this is that M30. Um, all these warp storms are starting to calm down. Like, now's the time that I'm going to take over Terra. The Mechanicum's starting to do well, too. So now's my time to expand into the galaxy. But before he could do that, he had to take, take Terra. Right now, Terra was, like, held by a bunch of techno-barbarians, basically. Um, hmm. think like just like a Mad Max type world basically where there's a bunch of little little empires and they're all doing crazy things and none of them really know how knows how technology works and yeah. they all just kind of just add on to this ramshackle. Well, of, this is when that crazy famine is happening too. Yeah, yeah. So like food becomes rare and you know, yeah. So there's a bunch of these like barbarians on the planet. So he had to get rid of that and start set up setting up like his home planet. So he created what are called Thunder Warriors, and uh, they're the first uh, beings that the Emperor made. That well, actually, I think the Custodes came first. I'm pretty sure they did. The Custodes are like the Emperor's personal bodyguard. I'll take your word for it. Pretty sure they did, because <laughs> they were there during during that time. Um, but they were basically just huge monsters roots um they were stronger faster and the other big thing that they had was was they had power armor so i was reading that techno barbarians actually were covered in powered armor yeah lots of them were and which was actually serves as the basis for modern day power armor yeah like thunder armor is what it's called the techno barbarians because that's what i read well both both do have it like yeah um but the emperors was better and Obviously, his, and his soldiers were better. Yes, so because the, they were genetically engineered, they were genetically engineered, and they had better weapons, better armor, and they had this being who's been around for thousands of years leading them. So eventually, he takes Terra. He kills all the other leaders, and he takes Terra with these Thunder Warriors. During this time, as well, he starts to work on the Primark Project, which we'll get into later. Yeah, which is a huge topic. Yeah. But uh, basically, he made the Thunder Warriors, and the problem with them is he made them so they died super quick. Like, they had super short lifespans. So they were not his tool that he wanted to use to conquer the galaxy. But he wanted to conquer Terra really quickly, so he made them. It, it also says, according to myth, yeah. they were all killed during the final battle. Yeah. The Battle of Mount Ararat. Yeah. You want to know who killed them? Who did? <laughs> he... The emperor <laughs> <laughs> really yeah well it's it's rumored but they, oh, okay. it's one of those things that's rumored but it's true he, he's like punching them all to death i'm sorry <laughs> yeah he no longer needed them because they were no he didn't want these like like they were not intelligent they were just brutes they were larger than space marines yeah like they were just crazy fighting machines but that's all but that's not what he wanted to conquer the galaxy with so he started a primark project and uh at some point, it, stuff happens. Yeah, he, we'll get into that yeah, later. He gets derailed. 
on the Primark project. He loses all his work, and then he yeah. starts. And this is, yeah, this is M thirty, and he starts building his Space Marines. Yeah. And that's basically all that happens in... Yeah. Uh, this is the founding of the Imperium. Is he... he pretty well. Yeah, he yeah. takes over Terra. Yeah. Um, he does go to Mars. Yeah, and he sets up, like, a deal with... Yeah. I the, don't want to get into I know, it. I know, I know. So, yeah, that's that's all we're saying. After the Unification Wars, that's when the Imperium of Man picks up. Yeah. So, we'll stop, we'll stop with humanity there yeah. for now. Yeah, so the quick recap is... From, like, M3 to M15, humanity starts to develop technologies. They conquer, well, they don't even conquer. They just colonize, really, yeah. the soul system. Then from M15 to M25, they get the navigator gene. They get warp drives. They're able to spread out across the galaxy. They have the STC to build all these uh, easy things. And they colonize out across the entire galaxy. Then M25 to M30, psychers are starting to get crazy with the Elder going crazy. Warp storms start to happen, and the old night happens, and humanity is separated and isolated from each other. Then at the end of M30, uh, Slanish is born. The warp storms kind of alleviate a bit. The Emperor rises up, takes Terra, and uh, yeah, starts his plans towards con conquering the galaxy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? No, I'm just... Oh, that doesn't happen? No, it doesn't. Oh, that's... I bet he never crusades. <laughs> that's my guess. Okay, so that's uh, pretty much so, the yeah. end of that part. And that's a very brief skeleton. Oh, gosh, yes. Because there's a lot of topics in there that I want to talk about more. And, like, we won't be talking about for a while, but we will uh, eventually. He, he really likes to talk about Ogrins and, <laughs> and big men with muscles. <laughs> Not sure that's Christian. No, I'm pretty sure that's you. <laughs> Alright, so I guess we'll pick it up on our subtopic. So for the next part today, um, we're going to finish off by talking about the birth of the Emperor. Uh, arguably. Father, father he? Well, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No, he's just called the father. Uh, or God. Hmm. Papa. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Papa Emperor. <laughs> uh, without him, there's no Imperium. Yeah. Without him, there's a very limited space travel. Yeah. So, uh, really, he's the precursor to everything. If ever I was to choose a main character, yes. he would be the main character. Absolutely. Yeah. From humanity's perspective. Even from any any point. Really? Do yeah. the Tao really view him as a main character? Like, the no. character? Well, I, he plays probably the biggest role by himself on the entire galaxy. Yeah. Like, I just don't know whether or not the other races would agree. Well, they don't have to. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean that subjective. they're right. No, <laughs> like, do the Tao have somebody more main of a of a character than they do? You you probably can't even name one Tao character. This is just Mark's human prejudice showing. I will. <laughs> I will. So racist, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, there are other races out there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He's definitely like it, he's the guy. Yeah. Okay. So, the birth of the emperor, eight thousand M B C. Eight. Oh gosh. Eight thousand M B C. Yeah. M eight B C. Yeah. Okay. So this guy, like, it's so long ago in humans' history that yeah. it's not really hundred percent what happens. Yeah, and the emperor does not share his secrets <laughs> lightly, or at all. Sometimes he shares. But then he usually... Here is a little gift, my son. <laughs> uh, 
Then he burns your eyes out. Yeah. That's uh, another story for another day, though. <laughs> uh, so probably the most accepted uh, version of his birth is, is pretty simple, really. Um, there, there were shamans in, like, the human culture for a very long time, and these shamans were actually uh, human psychers. And like probably the very first ones. Mm-hmm. But they were also considered very powerful. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, they mastered the ability to reincarnate. Yeah. So similar to how an Eldar's soul would go into the warp when they die, these shamans would go into the warp when they die and then be reborn yeah. as a human, and then they could continue leading their tribe of people upon Terra. Yeah. So They eventually became like so powerful that the Chaos Gods took notice of them, it says. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the reasons why they do what they do. Yeah, which is the Chaos Gods notice, and as soon as you attract the attention of a Chaos God, or even Chaos like Spawn, right, you kind of sense the danger that's coming for you. Yeah. Right, so all these shamans start getting these visions, these dreams, reoccurring nightmares of the danger that's coming. Yeah. So... They enter into a suicide's pact to create the new man, as is what they called him. Yeah. So all of them decide, okay, we will all die together. We'll pool all our energy, our souls in the warp. How many how many goats do you think they also did during the sacrifice? Well, each no 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 each death takes uh, one goat, yeah. one virgin, <laughs> okay, and one crone. Oh, okay, perfect. So okay, no, co- no couple good, thousand. Good, good to know. Couple thousand. Yeah. That's not in the lore. <laughs> um. So all these shamans get together and they kill themselves. They pool their energy in the warp. And then one year after their suicide pact, the new man is born. Yeah. So that's probably the most accepted idea, theory of how he was born. But he was born naturally, right? Like, it's he didn't just magically appear. Like, they reincarnated as a child that was being born. Yeah. Um, the other main one, which I think is even more main, is... Uh the emperor is born of like natural causes and he just happened to be crazy like a crazy good psyker and uh he ends up what happens he ends up killing his uncle or something or his yeah. father why did he do that so um humanity was super lawless at that time because yeah. they're just tribes wandering tribes yeah. so um his dad dies and as he's preparing... Yeah, so the emperor's sorry. father okay. was murdered by his uncle. Yeah, but he didn't know that. So his dad dies, and as the emperor is preparing the funeral rites, yeah. he has a vision of his uncle killing his dad. Yeah. And he acts on it, and he just goes up to his uncle and stops his heart mm-hmm. with his psychic ability. Yeah. So the only... Okay. So, and the, Well, the crazy thing about that is it says he felt no remorse or yeah. sadness. Right. Like, he's above those emotions. Yeah. Because his powers started to manifest in his youth, or so the legend slash story slash myth goes, right? There's no, there's nothing conciser. So I'm just curious, why does, like, Games Workshop put out, like, multiple theories rather than just writing something concrete? So the biggest reason is the game's 30 years old, 30 plus years old, and it was just developed by, like, guys in a basement. Right. And uh, when, like, they originally made it, like, it was almost kind of like a joke because Warhammer Fantasy came first yeah. and they would have their models. But then one guy's like, I'm going to make this OP model. And it was like the very first Space Marine. Oh, yeah. And then, like, he had like this story like, he comes from a future planet and blah, 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 blah. And he kills all these guys. But so from there, it eventually turns into 40K. 
But over like the 30 years, like it turned from being something in the 80s where it was all like death metal and grunge. Yeah. And then, hippies. And, and hippies. hippies. And they've slowly had to like tweak their history and their fluff, but they don't just like get away with lots of the other stuff that they said. So some of these things that, that we talk about come from back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Where it slowly gets added on to and added on to or slightly tweaked but, or like. Uh, and sometimes when they tweak also, stuff, they don't like, they don't say, oh, this one's no longer invalid. So right. that's probably like the, the... There's also a thematic reason that they do that, right? The, there, there are... There yeah, are to the mystery. Yeah, there are that reasons is also that you big, don't for sure. share it all. Yeah. If you share it all, there's nothing to think about anymore. Yeah. yeah. So the whole, uh, like, the way I see it more is that we don't know about it and we get to guess. Yeah. Right? Like and and you, yes, and eventually Games Workshop does realize that that is definitely the way to go yeah because sure it it creates uh communication and conversation between people which yeah. is which is the most one of the most fun parts about it like what do you think is the most accepted theory about this to me yeah like one of the most fun parts is like what do you think about this theory like why do you think it, this is the right one in the so right what's one? like the source material for these different theories is it mostly like codexes or yes. yeah. or yeah campaign books oh, or right. whatever yeah. it's and it's all other... stuff that's released by games workshop right, yeah right. and like back in the day too they weren't as tight on their ip so mm-hmm. they would have multiple authors like writing oh okay so it, it would sometimes kind of conflict yeah, yeah. Is, is it turns into like, the comic book world like, yeah like non it, it was never that bad but yeah, yeah. it did kind of there were conflicting yeah. ideas and, and yeah. from first edition to second edition like the like first edition was just kind of crazy like mm. space marines were mating with eldar and that's how Marinius calgar was born like a big <laughs> space marine hero like the ideas okay. were very much crazy and then in second edition they kind of revamped the universe and tweaked it but then like they never really did away with some of the first edition ideas yeah. which is kind of cool though. yeah yeah and they kind of just well whatever like if you want to think it happened great if not yeah. great like so there's a lot of things that even the games workshop will put out yeah that even they say might not be true yeah yeah right because that's the other thing like uh it's all written because it's also it's all written from the perspective of humanity yeah so it's like if humanity writes something that author in in the lore says this is just a story or we think this is how it happened yeah, yeah. so because it's all written from like their perspective. Yeah. But, so there's. Well, we're, we're finished. Yeah. Sorry, what? No, no, were you no, no. Keep going. Well, I was gonna finish off with the second idea of the emperor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, basically, yeah. So he, the uncle kills the father. The emperor walks up to the uncle and stops his heart, and he didn't feel bad about it. But at that moment, he realized that humanity needed law and guidance. Yeah, and that's when he he leaves like his tribe or whatever, and he goes into a city. I think they say it's Sumeria. That's what they think he went to. Um, and then he yeah. kind of just drops off. In either theory, actually, he disappears. Yeah, and he just kind of becomes like a a guide. Just, yeah, but he like just an, appears in different areas doing yeah. different things. Um, and a thing, a notable thing about him is that he changes his appearance. He can, yeah. Yeah, and so he'll guide someone, and he might show up as like an old crone. Yeah. So and like, he, he's not calling himself the emperor. No, 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 no. He's he's the man. He's, yeah. Like the shamans called him the new man, and we don't know any name for him other than the emperor. Yeah. Right. So he like any kind of like guide you can see in humanity's myth is him. Yeah. Like it most in in the Games Workshop lore, it's attributed to him, Hercules most likely him 
yeah. like Jesus, most likely him. Yeah. Barbara no. Achilles was like long before 8 BC. But the myth rises. Yeah. Right? Like times start getting messed up. Like who really believes? And 8,000 BC is Hercules really before 8,000 BC? Oh, it's 8,000 BC. Yeah. Oh, 8, I thought 000. it was 8 BC. No, oh, no. Right. M8 BC, which is 8,000. Oh, right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, no, he, like, actually, like, every single person of, like, power oh, yeah, 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 or yeah, wisdom, yeah. you can really... Like, basically recorded history. Yeah. It's kind of one. It's him. And he's always gotcha. that player in it. Yeah, and yeah. that, like, that story... So he could have been, like, Alexander the Great. Absolutely. Or Genghis yeah. Khan or... Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny because, yeah, you said Genghis Khan, but, like, normally when people go down this path, they're like, oh, yeah, he was Buddha and Jesus, and oh, they go yeah. all, like, peaceful. peaceful. But it's like, no, man, he was he's, fucking Hitler. Like, yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's the king of genocide. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, if any, if there was ever a guy who decided to purge, yeah, it's yeah. this guy. Yeah, well, yeah. I would think, like, just, like, because he seems like a character that that wants to just expand humanity. Yeah, like, he does not care about the individual. No, 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 he yeah, does yeah. not. Yeah, so it it would be more consistent that he would be, like, more of an, an literally a an emperor, ca- conqueror character yeah. than, like, a, like a religious figure. Yeah. Yeah. But. but now having said all that, Games Workshop is slowly, like, twisting it and kind of doing away with a little bit of this aspect of it. Oh, really? A little bit, yeah. Um... But they haven't said that he's not. Right. But they are slowly taking the lore in a different direction. Because over 30 years, like, yeah, that sounded cool in the 80s, but not so cool now. I don't know. I I, I like it, it too. I like it, too. But I'm just saying, like... It's not, yeah. it's not guaranteed. Right, and it never yeah. was. No. It never was. Like, no, I, I think, I, no, no, no. Like, back in the day, it was official that, like, he was Jesus. Like, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, those things. Really? I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. that, like, Games Workshop okay. officially said that. But that was back yeah. in the 80s when, like, they were still just, <laughs> they weren't making money off it. They're just joking around, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It, it's it, Like, I appreciate that as a theory. Yeah, yeah, me right. too. Yeah. So, so, like... Like, just thinking of the theoretical origins of him, couldn't theoretically another person just as powerful as him be created? Hmm, Mark. (laughs) Like, why couldn't that be an experiment sort of be repeated? I hear what you're saying. Hundred, hundred percent, I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it, ah, I don't want to talk about the sensei. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, in one... There's, in the one theory where he's just a regular guy, absolutely, like, yeah. statistically speaking, yeah, it yeah. is going to happen, yeah, right? Yeah. Because if it was just random chance, yeah. then random chance will always at some point happen again. Right. Yeah. Right? It might it might take a long time, but it will happen. Yeah. If it is the will of the shamans, then it gets a little different, because then you need the knowledge, and then you need the people who are going to do it. But even still, well, those, are, those are guys who didn't have knowledge of the war. They did. No, no, no. Oh, they, they, they were powerful psychers. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, yeah. uh, but I thought, oh, okay, I, maybe I misunderstood. Like, I thought, like, when they're, so when they're reincarnated, they had all their knowledge as well. They have all the memories of their past right, life. Right, because they, it's the same person okay. over and over. And also okay. thinking about it, too, like, these two theories can kind of even work together. So, like, um, yeah. like he's reborn. Then his uncle kills his father. Oh yeah, like they can For sure. they can work together. Yeah, yeah. Too. Um, so the main the main thing I I think to remember is that he is not like I would never say he's human. 
Why though? I would say he transcends the the pure fact that he lives for forty eight thousand years. <laughs> yeah, like is he immortal? Yeah, because he has such like high psychic powers or whatever he can basically. Oh, so Keep you're saying that alive. psychic ability is directly related? No, I'm just saying that that is an ability some can have, but I, that's I, not yes. an ability that every. It's psyker not mutually has. exclusive, but I, I honestly, I can't see him being human. Like at the very least, he's lost his humanity. When, yeah, when yeah. as soon as he separates himself and he says they need this. As soon as it becomes them and no longer is we, he's like. From, I, I know what you're saying. From like a psych, like a, yeah. a psychological standpoint, he's lost his humanity. Okay, oh, so, so it's almost like humans are just his tools. Yeah, very. More, much. I would say more like children. Okay. No, more like tools. But it's not for him. He do, he does it for humans. Like everything he does is, is he for that benevolent. Is for, he, I wouldn't say benevolent, but I would say he cares about humanity. He cares about humanity, but but he is willing he's to very do very big picture. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does not care about you. Yeah, yeah. he cares about us. Yeah, right. Yeah. And whatever is necessary for our survival, he would gladly kill hundreds to save yeah. thousands. Yeah, right. So um, I, I really don't like. I wouldn't call him human. It, it, from a psychological perspective. I know, but just, but even, just because even of that from point. A, even from a physiological, like, biological, biological perspective, he can't. Okay, so from the psychological, like, so if a crazy murderer is killing people and he's like, I'm not. Lost his humanity, right? He's insane. Does that make him no longer human? No, it doesn't. He's still a but human. There are, but we literally call some people animals. Yeah, that's like a that's derogatory. Like a bigger, bigger yeah, speech. like they is were, it? Yes, yeah. Eric, come on. They're still like biologically human, right? But yeah. he's we're, he's purely talking about psychological. He is okay in this instance. In this instance, but also like he, yeah, for from a biological perspective, what he was born, he could have been fully biologically human. Sure, then he starts to mess with himself through psychic powers. Yeah, could he like morphed into something other than right? Yeah. But at that point, isn't he no longer human? Uh, he he has transcended. Yeah. Like okay, you he can doesn't say he that. doesn't need to eat. Yeah. Doesn't need to sleep. Yeah. Right. Doesn't need to like he's he can with he can withstand the warp by himself. But that's a lot of it. I think is just his psychic capability. But I I truly believe that he has passed the need for human. Like all the things that make us human, like instincts, uh, lust, survival, hunger, thirst. The, the need to be remembered or the need to uh, leave something behind. Like, that's because we're very short-sighted. We have short lives and we, like, we just live in a burst. None of that he has. How could he really understand what it means to be human? I don't so think he does. So is being human all just the experience of being human? Absolutely. Well, I'd say that's a very large part of it. I Hon think Honestly, this is a conversation way above my pay grade. <laughs> but I, I do think... He has left something yeah. behind. Yeah, yeah, I, I do no, think definitely. A, he I has. think a lot of that happens on Moloch. Yeah, and I think a lot of that happens when he really understands what the ruinous powers are. Yeah, right. Because when he's first born, the ruinous powers don't exist yet. They don't like the warp exists. Yeah, and the warp is in chaos. Yeah, but the ruinous powers don't. Yeah, right. So he's born. Maybe he is fully human. Right. And yeah. he, he grows up, and in his middle years, that's when he starts realizing he's different. He starts getting his powers. Touched. <laughs> Touched. <laughs> Special. <laughs> but I truly believe he has left humanity behind. Yeah, yeah. 
I agree with that, but I still think he's a human. Like, sure, he himself mentally has left humanity. Would but... you would you say that the elder gods are Eldar? Or are they something greater? I told you they're old ones. I told you this already. <laughs> I don't know. No, sure, you can believe what you want to believe, but like I just don't think there's enough. He was born from a f- Yes, a that that is 100 that that so, is confirmed. So therefore you're a human. Not necessarily. Yeah. I I I agree with more of that criteria though. Like sure a, mentally a, a he human, is no longer a human. A human can maybe he's like a meta human now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a meta human would be a, a better way to describe it. I really think human I really think he's trant like he's ascended to godhood in like in a very real sense though. Yeah, for sure. But right, yeah, because okay. well, we'll argue this. And, point and, but all the re- day. the reason I would say this to, <laughs> oh, is boy. to go back to Jordan's thing of could it happen again? Yeah, and the answer from me is no. Why it could not unless <laughs> unless the emperor died. Uh oh, and he came back. That that's the only way I could see it happening. Uh, a large reason why I don't think it could happen now is because the ruinous powers in the warp would stop it. Because yeah. all the souls had to coalesce into one unit. Yeah. And when the warp was calm, yeah. not as difficult. Yeah. All of a sudden, now you have Nurgle, Korn, Zinch, Slanesh, all these people realizing what a danger another one of these emperors would be. 100% it would never happen again. Yeah. Like, you couldn't even slip through those cracks because all that energy coalescing in the warp, would get would a- it would attract everything for light years around. Right? It would, like, yeah. that battle would, in my opinion, be bigger than Slanesh's birth pains. Yeah. Right? Because, so I don't think it's possible anymore. I think... I, I can believe that. I Just think, yeah, the situation this. was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? So... Yeah. And and it's less of a statistical thing and more of this is the only time possible. So yeah. I don't believe there can be another one. I do believe in the Emperor's own ability to reincarnate, but that's... Uh, I don't know if we want to talk about that. But. No, not yet. Okay, so... Um, we'll talk about now um, Moloch oh okay yeah so at some point um, during the age of uh, dark age of tech uh, yeah yeah so he travels to a planet Moloch with ah, there is a there's a human with him there uh, is Sarvakar or, or Alia anyways there's a human with him and there's actually a demonic gateway on this planet Moloch yeah and he enters the demonic gateway and uh, he makes a pact with the dark gods who he might not even know well at this point I guess he does realize. he would 100% know yeah. so th- but, this is a very like I like this uh, inf- bit of information yeah this is pretty recent actually that this yeah. has come out because like the emperor while at this point he was powerful yeah. Right, because we already know he had psychic capabilities. He's already he lived. He's already yeah. lived for thousands of years, but he comes back and it says the deal he has made is for a portion of their power, and the knowledge to create the Primarchs. And in return, he said that he would end up, basically serving chaos and bringing humanity, like just leading humanity, into chaos, hmm. which is crazy. I didn't he, read that. Yeah. Um, However, for some, uh, the emperor did not keep his end of the bargain to spread chaos to humanity. Ah, he didn't keep it. He did not keep that it. That makes more sense. Um, yeah, okay, so... 
So basically, yeah, he goes into the warp or whatever. He finds these like crazy beings and steals a lot of their power and uh, realizes like these beings have to be. I, I think he, he was deceiving them. Really, like, oh, absolutely. he knew he fully went in. Yeah, like well, knowing that he wasn't going to be. Because if you think about it, like the shamans knew that they were being like hunted by like at fell, some point, at yes, fell energy. So he would know like the warp is bad, like. Yeah, and at this point, like, he has the foresight to know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So, it's so cool. Like, he goes in there. I just have this, like, sweet picture of him, like, because he's in his own, warp, his reality bubble, right? Because the only yeah. way you can survive is to be wrapped in reality. So, he, like, steps into the warp, covered in this reality bubble, and these four, like, pressures and energies just, like, I don't know. I just say that I would think they're attracted to him. I would 100% say they're attracted to him yeah. because of his psychic potency. Yeah. So then these things, and I can see him, like, bargaining with these, like, crazy voices. And, yeah, he's like, I'll do this and this and this for you. Just tell me how to do this. And yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he makes a deal with these guys. And then he leaves, and he's way more powerful for it. Um, he gains a lot of knowledge. Yeah. He learns about the webways. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, uh... Yeah, it's, it's he, he most, starts to work on his grand project. It's most likely that he was the one who helped develop the warp drives. I, I can really see no other... Well, sure, and it's like, quite possible. Would you not attribute the navigation gene to him? Like, that's entirely possible. I could, I could buy that. Yeah, like, yeah, he's the the, like he's the one who seeded it. Because the, navigine, the navigation gene is hereditary. Yeah. Um, and, and if the emperor is good with gene technology, absolutely, yeah, he has a very good understanding of like DNA, yeah, and how like how to manipulate humanities at the very least, yeah. Um, and then it also says that if a navigator ever breeds with a regular human, the navigator gene dies out. Yeah. So if it ever gets in touch with a regular human and it ceases to exist, how could it happen on its own? Okay, so here's a crazy idea then. So, the Dark Age of Technology was the Emperor's first attempt then to conquer the galaxy and create humanity to be a galaxy-spanning, like, organization. But Why not? It got away from him. Yeah, but then it gets away from him. So then he has to wait, the warp storms are happening, and then the time is right, and he's like, this time... There's no more games. I'm taking a direct role. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Right? So I can, he's, I can he's, see that. He That'd starts giving them tech. Yeah. Right? Because he's like, they can't be trusted with the warp. The warp's too dangerous. Yeah. So he starts giving them this tech, and then all of a sudden, he's like, oh man, the tech runs away from itself. Yeah. And he's like, I should have started with the warp. Hmm. He's like, and so he goes to the warp because he's like, I'm going to need beings that are capable of mastering the warp. Really, it's the progression of the old ones. Yeah. Right? The old ones had all these beings, and, and uh, they're trying to fight the Necron and the Satan, and they're losing terribly, so they create the Eldar. Yeah. Right? So the Emperor, he's trying to create like a sustainable uh, empire yeah. for humanity. Uh, through this tech he gives them the geller field and he gives them the warp drive he, may, maybe he gene. gives them the navigation yeah. gene and then all of a sudden we get greedy and we build ai and we build the men of iron yeah right and all of a sudden he's like oh gosh you yeah. fools and and at this point it's not like he's some like galaxy leader where like, no, people he's listen. still doing things from the sidelines yeah exactly right? he has not stepped out yet so that that's a that's interesting actually yeah like mm-hmm. I, I like that i really would point to every single change in humanity's history to him yeah right because as, as soon as he starts his pilgrimage right like a couple years after he's born his whole purpose is to be the guide yeah 
Ben. So it, it's it is most likely. And and we do know that he had like the foresight to plan for his Imperium because he does like end up. Um, oh yeah, no, he's doing things for thousands of years, yeah. even on other planets. Like he basically sets up the Mechanicum, right. knowing that he's going to need the Mechanicum. Yeah, and, and, and then he just lets them do their thing. And one of the whole reasons that the Mechanicum succeeds is yeah. because it is separate from Terra. Yeah. Right. If the Age of Strife had happened, or uh, yeah, if the Old Knight had happened to the Mechanicum the same way it did to humanity. The Mechanicum would not have existed because the Mechanicum continued, maybe not flourish, but it continued to grow yeah. during the Old Night. Yeah. Right? Whereas Terra was effectively shut down. Yeah. During that happened, right? We regressed. Like, we, we lost things. So yeah. He, he sets it up knowing that, okay, humanity is going to go through this massive struggle, but I'm going to need war machines and engines and For everything. when the time is right, I need these things set up exactly. across the galaxy yeah. so I can use yeah, them. Yeah, he steps onto other planets and sets yeah. things up. He goes, yeah. he, yeah. So, really, like, he is the only reason humanity got even a fraction of where we did. Yeah, for sure. Which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, anything else? If not, I got one last final thought. I'm more than willing to shoot it down. Shoot. <laughs> final thought is uh, read. If anyone wants to like read a little short story, it's called The Last Church by, uh, I believe it's Graham McNeil. And uh, what book is it in? Oh, I'll it's search. in... Yeah, Eric Horsch Search. But yeah. yeah, it's called The Last Church. And really, it's uh, The Last Church on Terra. And it just shows a lot of like the uh, the idea behind why the Emperor does what he does, why he gets rid of religion, why he does all these things. Um, so it's actually quite fascinating. If you want to learn more about the Emperor's like psyche or whatever, read The Last Church. Oh, it, like it's just called The Last Church. Yeah, and I know at some point it was put into a book, but I, I think it was also released alone and whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and uh, it won't ruin anything or you don't have to read any other books to know about it. If yeah. you've listened to this podcast, which you have at this point, then... Please it's, keep it's, listening. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good step to, to learn more about the Emperor. So that's the final thought I have. Yeah, uh, there's there's obviously way more yeah. on the emperor. It's cool to discuss like the individual things that he did, but that's it's its own podcast. Yeah, an, an episode entirely for that, and and we gotta wait too to set up other things. So uh, yeah, for the next podcast, do we want to tell them what would? No, keep it a surprise. Okay. Make them come back. Okay, so <laughs> you gotta you gotta tell them about our email though. Our email, uh, if you want to ask us any questions, is. One word, all lowercase. It's lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Isn't it lorehammer40k? No, just lorehammerpodcast. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Not only questions, though. Send us your funny gifs. I don't know. I don't care. Send yeah. us a meme. Whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe not memes. <laughs> and Eric's Snapchat, if oh, you Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Send us your comments, questions. Uh, it's way more fun when we when we get to chat with other people who have crazy ideas. Send us your theories. Yeah. Like what what do you like best about the emperor, and like what's their what's your coolest story of where he came from or something. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess signing off. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace out.
Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, please find our Facebook page entitled Lorehammer, our Twitter handle at Lorehammer40k, or our email address, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Also, on iTunes or Google Play, please like or subscribe or leave a five-star review. That would help us out a lot. Thanks. Have a good day. See you next episode.